Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and we are continuing with some of my personal manifesting stories and the lessons that I can teach you along the way for that. So I'm super excited today because um, fall is here and it's just feeling fun and yet we're still able to go in the pool, which is amazing and I love it. And our shed is finished and it's beautiful and it just makes the yard feel more homey which is weird. So lots of fun stuff going on in my world. Take a second to just think about what is awesome in your life or what you're excited about now. Putting that energy in there is helpful and it creates more of that. So even just taking a second while you're listening to this and going, okay, what am I excited about? What's awesome is a great way to just get yourself moving in that energy, right? So often we get caught up in the thinking about the law of attraction and how do you do it and what do I do? And that's a, this right here is exactly what you do. You focus on what you want more of, which are exciting things in your life, awesome things. So just take a second to think about some of those things that are awesome in your life or what you're really excited about right now. I'm also excited about today's episode because we're going to talk a little bit about what you do or what is happening, how we manifest things that we don't want or how we manifest not getting what we think we want and how that really is manifesting what we want. And so I'm going to tell you about um, actually two places to live that I did not get um, and how I manifested not getting them. And that was a good thing, even though I thought I really, really wanted them. So this is going to be a great episode for you if you're somebody who's feels like I really wanted something. I did all the things to get it, but I didn't get it. This episode is maybe going to help with that because even my clients come up against this um, at different times. And so we're going to talk about that today. We are also, I'm excited because I have a little bonus story for you uh, that's about my little guy and just kind of going through how our brain works in terms of manifesting and buying into and believing stories and I'm going to share this. It's it's about Uno. <laughs> Uno has been a, a hot game in our house uh, in the last week, very much so. It, it's been there a lot, but we played a lot this weekend. And I'm going to tell you how my kiddo manifested winning and how he winning like a whole day at Uno, like he was unstoppable. And just point out some of the ways that that happened and how our brain works, because I think it's really fun. You know, a lot of times I will hear things like, you know, um, you know, when people are using the LOA or they're, you know, they say, oh, they like they're into LOA or this or that. And the thing about the law of attraction is it's always working. It's just our choice. And if you're listening, you've probably made a choice and you have a desire to leverage the power of it right? Because it's always working. We're always creating new beliefs. We're always attracting what we think we're worth. We're always attracting what we're putting our focus and our attention on. The thing that becomes different, if you're listening to this likely, is that you've decided 
that you want to leverage that power. You you understand that power and you want to know, okay, great, this this exists, right? I'm constantly creating my reality. How can I create a better reality and a better life using the law of attraction and leveraging its power? Because it's always working. Whether we are consciously leveraging that power or not, it's always working. So let's talk about my kiddo and Uno for a second. Um, on, like I said, we've been playing a lot of Uno in the last three to four days. And uh, my dad was, my parents were here, both of them were here on the weekend. And we got my dad to play some Uno with us. And it was really fun on Saturday. And we're just having a very fun time. And then this continued on to Sunday. And I don't think I won very much on Saturday. I don't really pay attention because I play for the fun of it. Uh, I do like to win. I am a competitive person. And when it comes to Uno, I've made, you know, the choice to be in it and to have fun. I still have strategy and I still do all the things, but I'm very unattached (laughs) to the outcomes. And so I don't really remember Saturday, but I think I didn't win a lot. And then Sunday rolls around and I win the first game and then I win the next game and I win the next game and I win the next game. And literally I could not lose on Sunday. And I could go back and I could figure out why that I could look at some things, you know, I think is just really happy having a great day, just, you know, extra goodness going on is probably part of what led to that. Um, But I definitely wasn't trying and I was unattached to those outcomes. But once it happens, right? So it's kind of, um, I'll call it like spontaneous winning, um, but then it kept happening and the momentum kept building and building and building in this winning. And I won, I want to say close to 20 games of Uno on Sunday. You know, I played with my love and my dad and my kiddo. I would guess we played at least 10 games together and I won most of those. I think I lost maybe one time. And then my kid and I had some really quick games and we were playing in the evening, just him and I, and I won, like, we got a lot of games in. They were quick games. Like, I I swear, 10 games. And I was like, I noticed this energy and he noticed this energy and it was interesting. And I started to say things like, this it's just, it's my lucky day. Like I'm so lucky today. This is awesome. Like I keep winning and this is amazing because it just kept happening and it was awesome. And I just owned it. And then what happened the next day was really cool. So that was Sunday. So Monday, uh, he's doing online school and we play Uno as a fun thing in between class and just to give a little break and to add some fun. And, and, so him and I started playing. I think it was just him and I at first and and he won. And his belief from the day before was like you could see, I could see how this had been built in his mind from the day before because he watched me do it. So as soon as he won the first game of the day, he expected to win the second game and the third game and the fourth game. And he continued to win and win and win. And then he would even repeat the things that I had said the day before, which was, oh, it's my lucky day. Like, I'm winning all day. Like, it's so fun to win and I'm just keep winning. And I heard him repeat all of these things. And it was so cool to watch. And I really am intending that this is coming through in this audio because he he picked up on that story that once you win once in the middle of the day, even though... 
even though he had prior experience the day before Sunday, Saturday, it was sort of a round robin of winning, right? I would say almost, again, I'm not sure that I won it all on Saturday, but everybody else sort of had equal wins, right? Someone would win and someone else would win and then someone else would win and someone else would win. And and it was just sort of this balance sort of shifting and winning and everybody having fun. But everybody sort of, I would say, um, had about equal wins on Saturday. There was no one that was more or one that was less. And yet, so he he had that prior story that like, oh, it's sort of balanced winning, right? And so the point I want to make with this is that the story he had before didn't matter. It's the story he latched onto. It's what he saw. It's what he believed. It's what he took in on a deeper level that helped him become the winner on Monday, right? So he watched me win on Sunday. He listened to my words like, this is my lucky day. This is awesome. Like everything that I was saying about winning. And I I was sort of amazed. Even when I would um, try not to win, I would win. (laughs) So um, he plays with his cards in front. And so, you know, sometimes we help him out like, oh, play that card or do that. And because he's five. And, um, you know, also someone told me, and I think it's a good thing, you know, I don't even know who it was, but told me, you know, like kids, they'll keep playing and they keep getting better if they get some wins. Right. And so, um, I don't, I'm not very easy on him, but when I was winning like 10 games in a row, I was also trying to help him get a win and teach him strategy, not just get the win, but learn how to do it, learn how to think like that so that, you know, their strategy, which he's getting really good at. And even when I would do that, and I would think it would lead to me not winning, it would lead to me winning almost right away. And so I just, I couldn't lose. And what he saw was that, what he saw was that was possible. Like, not losing, like being basically the winner of every game for a day was possible. And I'm highlighting again that just because he had seen the story before where like sort of equal winning is going on and sometimes you win, this person wins, sometimes this person wins, sometimes this person wins. He saw that on Saturday, but the story he latched onto, the story that got locked in his brain was you can basically be the winner for the day. You can win all the games in a day. And um, it's interesting because even he lost one. And like I had mentioned, I lost at least, I know I'd lost at least one, but I won, you know, 99% of the games on Sunday. Um, But then I just bounced right back and won. And so even when he lost, it didn't shift his perspective that his winning day was over. It was just more evidence that, oh, this is my winning day. Like that was my one loss. I'm going to keep winning. And he didn't say that out loud, but you can see it in his body language and the way he talks in the expectation of continuing to win. And I point this out because we have a choice when leveraging the law of attraction, we get to choose which story we want to believe and buy into. Now, he didn't, I don't know that he went through a super conscious process to choose that. He just chose what he wanted, right? Which is where, as adults, we get hung up. He chose, and the story he wanted to be true was you can be the winner of every game in a day. That's the story he wanted to be true. And so he ignored the other story that, you know, everybody wins kind of equally. And he latched on to the story that he had seen the day before of once you win the first game in the day, you can win them all, right? And even if you lose one, you can still win the rest. 
And he really latched onto that. And again, he used the same words I did because he's latching onto that story. And he believes those words are adding to that. They're fueling that. And this is what we do all the time. Often, as we get to be adults, we um, fear gets in the way. Other things sort of distract from the story that we want to be true. Or we find reasons that we can't just believe, like, you can be a winner for the day, right? This is the way it's going to go, and this is the way it's going to continue to go. And if I use these words, I'm going to continue to win. We often can distract ourselves and and get caught up in that past story that we don't want to tell. As children, it's easier to just latch on to that winning story. And that is what I teach. That is why I do this podcast is because anytime that you are listening and you can latch on to the possibility, the capability, the probability, the inspiration in someone else's story and feed your own story of what's possible, you're going to go out in the world and believe that story. You're going to believe it's possible. You're going to let go of all the other options of the story and you're going to choose, um, using this metaphor, I can win every game today. Like that's possible and it's true, not just possible, but it's probable and it's going to happen because that was the belief he had. This is going to happen, right? Because it happened to Cassie yesterday. It's going to happen to me today because I started winning and I'm going to keep winning. And that story for him was really easy to buy into, again, because he hasn't had things like that filtered out. He hasn't let his mind sort of get in the way. He just chooses what he wants, and that's to be the winner all day long. (laughs) And so he does everything that he believes is supporting that being the winner of every single game of Uno in a day. And you have that ability too. And again, that is why I do this podcast. That is why I share my stories and my clients' stories because there is power. It works so well in our brain when we can build up this evidence of it happening to someone else. We can build up this evidence of it's possible. So when you want something, you've probably had this experience and you try to convince your brain it's possible, it's hard because you're resisting what is or you're resisting what's already in the story that's in your brain that it's not possible, right? Or that it's going to be hard. You have to work really hard, whatever that is. And if you can find stories that support what you want, your brain shifts naturally and easily. It just starts believing something different because it's seeing that evidence. Just like my kids saw me win all day long. And so in his mind, he's like, oh, this is possible. I won the first game of the day. I'm going to win them all except for one, which he he lost one. I lost one. Um, and there's no... There's no accident or coincidence to that because he was believing in that story that I had created the day before, whether I knew I was creating it for him or not. And I didn't. I didn't know until the next day when he kept winning. And then I'd hear him use my same words. It's my lucky day. I'm the winner today. Um, keep building that I recognized that he had picked up and he had chosen, oh, this is possible and this is going to be my story of winning a lot of games of Uno, right? And because that makes him happy. And I actually think it uh, is true manifester because I think it made him happier that he was 
like winning was fun, but the continual winning was more fun. Like the experience was what was really fun. And so I just want you to take that and, and really realize the potential you have just by listening to this podcast, just by paying attention to stories that you want to be true. You know, if you've had, if you feel like I've struggled with making the law of attraction work, I've struggled with manifesting what I want. What I want you to really focus on as you go forward in the week is that, is to look for stories of what you want that's already true. So powerful. I do it. I share those stories. It's what makes the Enchanted Circle powerful. It's it's what makes this podcast powerful. It's it's how, you know, this podcast even supports the people in the Enchanted Circle. As they listen, they even get more belief. And so just know that what you're doing right now is super powerful and you're being an amazing manifester. And remember the example of winning Uno all day long. So that's manifesting story number one I want to share today. And I want you to just take that, um, take that into the world as I share this next story, which is about manifesting what we don't, what we not manifesting what we think we want. And so this story starts years ago. In fact, I probably should have looked up how long ago before I started this. But when I um, decided I wanted to move downtown, there was, um, so there was one um, studio that I wanted to live in this building. I went to a couple different buildings. I love this one building for a lot of reasons. It had balconies and it had a pool. So those were really what got me in. It was a 10 minute walk to work and I loved it. And I went and I looked at this one and I knew it wasn't mine. And I looked at this other one. I'm going to call it the blue one because it was blue. It was pretty. It had been um, updated in a fun way. And I just liked it. I loved that place. And so I was, I wanted a certain uh, payment, mortgage payment. And I was waiting, I, I was, when I found it, I was in the process of saving the, the down payment that would get me the payment that I wanted, right? So I had it all calculated out, I need this amount. And some things also happened in the middle that were a little, that I was focused on besides moving, um, taking care of someone I love and just things like that. And so when I got the amount of money, that I needed for the down payment. I was all ready. I was literally ready uh, to get this place. And then interest rates jumped, which as you know, threw the math right out the window. And I knew what I wanted to invest monthly. I knew what felt good to invest monthly and I wasn't in a hurry. And looking back, you know, this was pretty early on, still in the process of me really getting it like I thought I was doing LOA a lot of the time and a lot of the time I wasn't you've heard me talk about that and so even in this moment I can see how I was getting it better than I thought I was when I you know previously when I've talked about sort of this time in my life what I did that was amazing and is key to this story is I knew what something was worth to me and I stuck to it I knew what I wanted to invest. I wasn't going to chase that apartment for more money a month. That condo is a condo, technically, um, because I was going to own it. And I knew that. And there is something so powerful about not chasing. If you've listened to this show before, you know that I was a money chaser. Um, That was one of my stories, right? And 
hot mess at different times. And so not chasing in that moment was powerful. And that's manifesting, not chasing, understanding what something is worth and letting it come to you is huge. And it's a huge, um, powerful thing in this whole story. So I wanted this blue condo. I loved it. Yada, yada, yada. It was amazing. Well, um, and this is before I had gotten clarity. If you follow my story for a long time, this is before I'd gotten clarity about um, becoming financially independent and sort of started moving in that. This was a year or two years before that moment. And so I said, okay, uh, you know, I'm going to hold off and because I wasn't chasing, which was awesome. And that was part of, I had been working on my money mindset this whole time. I had been manifesting money. I had been getting better with money. I had been writing a new powerful money story other than Money Chaser. Even though I might have not totally been conscious of it, my money story was getting better. I was really good with money. I knew what I wanted to invest monthly for housing for me because I knew where I wanted all the rest of my money to go. And I wasn't willing, I could have paid more, but when I looked at the the amounts, I didn't want to. I didn't want to take from another pot to do that. And that is something that we work on in the Enchanted Circle is being really clear about where your money's going and what feels good to invest it in. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was practicing that, investing in my happiness, which is really was key in the beginning to changing my money story. Actually, it probably was the key. There are other things that I did, but that is always the key. And at the core of everything I teach, that's what I'm teaching. Invest in your happiness. Because when you make that investment and when you're clear about investing in what makes you happy, everything else falls into place. So I was super clear about that. So I said, okay, I'll just save more money, right? And that didn't feel hard. I want to be clear about that. If that felt like the easier choice, right? I could have said, I don't know what the numbers were right now, but let's just use $200. I could have said, oh, I'm willing to invest $200 more, which would be about 20% back then um, more. Or I can just, I, I think I knew you know, I'd probably get a bonus in six months. And I said, oh, I can just wait. And it it had been on the market for a while. I believed it was mine. It wasn't going anywhere. Well, interest rates drop back down. I have the money. I am ready. And I go get online because I'm ready to call my realtor. So I go get online to give him the MLS number. And it has gone. The, The place is gone. Now, I had just looked a couple days before and it was online and it was for sale. And I get on, I'm literally ready to, to get this place. I get on and it's not there. And I was like, what? And I looked, you know, I'm savvy with real estate investment sites and it hadn't sold. It wasn't under contract. It was just gone. So I called my realtor and I said, hey, I wanted, to, I was ready to put an offer. I didn't even need to see it again. I was like ready to put the offer on and I couldn't find it. And he goes, let me call. So he calls the realtor and the realtor of the place that had had it listed said, oh yeah, we just took it off. We're going to put it back on in a month. And I was like, okay, cool. I can wait a month. No big deal. A month goes by and it doesn't go back on and it doesn't go back on and it doesn't go back on. And my realtor did all the things that a realtor should do. He sent a letter. Hey, I have a buyer. We'd love to buy it. I think he sent a couple letters. No response. No response. And, And so I didn't get it. Now the universe was magically working 
in a in an amazing way at this point because um there had been two uh, two condos I had looked at and actually taking my dad to the condo to look at me he was able to open up and feel what it would feel like to work to live so close to work and so my parents had actually bought one of the condos and my dad asked me he's like if you want it I won't buy it it's like no that's not the one I want mine is the blue one I want the blue one and I'm not ready yet and so yeah buy that one And so they bought one because he was traveling an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and 40 minutes a day to and from work, depending on traffic. And he was getting tired of that. And he said, I can buy this little place and I can Monday through Friday live here and then go home to my mountain, beautiful, um, where they live actually looks like Sedona. It's named after Sedona. Um, It's beautiful. And I can live there on the weekends and that'll be fine. And this will give me part of my life back. I can work out more. I can do all these things. Your mom loves the city. And so they bought that condo and they lived there for a couple months. I don't remember how long it was, but then they ended up, um, it felt too small for them. They realized they really loved that living downtown feeling. My dad loved it for work and they, um, so they bought a bigger place across the street. And so that one was up. I could rent it. Everything fell into place to rent my current house. I moved down there. It was amazing. And um, it was perfect. And the blue one still wasn't back on the market. And the reason I didn't get the blue one, even talking about this, it becomes even more clear, is that I had already set in motion, even if I wasn't clear yet and I hadn't come to that place of that clarity moment when I said, what do you really want? And it was, um, it was uh, financial independence that was all working because time isn't linear, right? So when we realize that there's so much cool power in that, because even though I hadn't got there yet, I was, I had already gotten there. That was already coming, even though theoretically in linear time I hadn't got there like that moment had already happened and so everything before that was being creative created and if I had got that place just things would have been a little bit different I don't I wouldn't have been open I wouldn't have been intending now would I become financial independent yeah but did it work out the way I loved it yes so if I had got that place I wouldn't have been looking probably for a different place as my whole financial independence story unfolded. I wouldn't have had the inspiration. I want a two bedroom. I want a two bedroom condo and I want a one bedroom condo to pay for it, which led to the house that me and my sister invested in, which definitely, um, I got exactly that. I had a two bedroom and it was paid for by my one bedroom carriage house and it was perfect. And if you haven't heard that story yet, it's coming up, but all of that was perfect. And so fast forward, to living in that house and I loved it. It was a great experience. I wrote a lot of my books, the coffee shop around the corner. I wrote Manifest 10K in that place and I loved it and it was amazing. And I missed downtown. And so, you know, my sister decided that she was ready to have a different house and she moved out and I said, okay, great. I am going to move back downtown. And I got online and that blue condo was back up for sale. And I thought, this is the universe. It is all working out perfectly. Now it was all working out perfectly, just not the way that I thought I wanted it. Right. And so 
I got on and it was listed and it was right before my birthday. And I was like, oh, I'm going to buy myself this condo for my birthday. And in fact, if you go back in the archives of this podcast, you can probably find that moment in time. But I, I'm sure that I shared it. I said, this is it, right? And I went on and it was listed for more than I wanted to pay. And this is what comes back again to, I knew what I was willing to invest. And so I made an offer it was cash. I had the cash to use. I was like, this is what I want. Like, I want it so much that I know I'm willing to make an investment this way. And this is what I'm going to do. And it's going to be amazing. And I just want this condo. And the offer wouldn't get accepted. And I thought it was a great offer. It was a little bit less than they were asking, but I thought it was fair based on sales. And I was like, no, this is what it is. This is what I'm willing to pay. And we kept trying to make the offer and trying to make it work and it would not get accepted. And I was upset because I'm like, this is what I want. This is what I want. I, and it's so clearly like, and I can get it and I have the opportunity and, and it just wouldn't go. And again, I wasn't willing to give. And that's one key as you develop your money mindset, you develop your self-worth, you develop everything um, when you're investing in your happiness and you're really on this um, journey of creating a life by leveraging the law of attraction, you know your worth. And I, I wasn't willing to pay what they wanted. And they weren't willing, it wasn't, they weren't willing to come down, which is fine. And that's the way it works. But I was so frustrated. I'm like, this is what I wanted. I wanted it so bad. And what I learned about six months later is that it was because I was meant to buy a bigger place. I had outgrown that place. I wasn't, I had outgrown a studio and not that I couldn't be happy in a studio um, because I was, I was happy living in that building. I loved it. But what I realized when I got my one bedroom with a little nook for my office was that I had already grown into the person that has that. Like having a studio apartment didn't match me anymore. Now, could I choose that for happiness? Absolutely. But I had grown and what I wanted was an office space. I wanted a dedicated office space. I wanted all of these things. I wanted more space. I wanted a a separate bedroom and I was growing into that and when that place came and I got that place, which we'll talk more about later because there's awesome evidence and there's a way I know that, um, I realized why I couldn't get the blue condo. Like I'd already outgrown the blue condo. It wasn't for me, even though it's what I thought I wanted. It wasn't what I had been lining up with. What I had been lining up with was something much bigger, um, literally and figuratively in this situation. But it was a bigger, it was, you know, it's easier to have people stay and come visit you and do all the things when you have the bigger place. And I had been lining up with all of that. I had been growing who I was financially and personally and just inside. And that blue condo didn't line up with who I was anymore. It was who I was in the past, but it was not aligned with my future self. And had I bought that condo, I definitely wouldn't have looked at the one bedroom because I would have already just bought. I wouldn't have been looking. But because I didn't get the blue condo, I ended up moving um, back into the the studio apartment and renting it for my parents for a couple months, which was perfect um, because they had been using it. And all of a sudden, I don't I don't even remember what happened, but they weren't using it. And 
Um, no one was renting and it was available at the perfect time and I could just move in there. It was an easy move to just go from the 12th floor to the 22nd floor when I bought my condo. It was great for them because that was income for them. I got to be where I wanted and, you know, I was living in the building that I wanted to find a place in. And I thought when I moved back, I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, wait out and that blue condo will be mine. And then I found the one bedroom and I was like, no, this is mine. And it took a while. It took six months to a year to really get like how much I had outgrown the blue condo and how much the one bedroom with the nook and the office space. And that was my future self. And I had been getting so in alignment with that that I couldn't buy that condo. Like it couldn't line up because it didn't fit where I was going. And this happened about two years ago to me um, again with a condo. As most of you know, you know, I spent some time when I left the Four Seasons. I lived with my friends and my goddaughters and I got to have this amazing time with them. And when it felt like time to go, I was looking for a place and um, I found this condo and I looked at it and I really... I wanted it. I wanted it to happen. I wanted, I was like ready, right? Like all of a sudden I was ready and I wasn't being patient. And there was one and it just like, we missed it. Literally missed it by about 30 seconds of a phone call. Um, I think my realtor, um, he, it, it, we literally by 30 seconds, it was like he missed the phone call and another offer got in that came in a little higher. Like I would have gone for this certain higher amount, but like I'm telling you, it was 30 seconds and I can't remember exactly what happened, but he told me, you know, I'm sorry. And I said, oh, it's okay. Like this is whatever. I know this is working out, right? Well, the thing about that one is in this condo complex, there were ones that had rooftop um rooftop decks and there were ones that didn't and the one that I'd put the offer in didn't have a rooftop deck and um I didn't even know there were rooftop deck options until we went and looked but I was so like I want this I want this now I want to do it now um that I wasn't gonna wait (laughs) you know I was like oh I have to get this one but when I didn't get that one of course I didn't get that one because a couple weeks later or might have been a month later One came on that was better. It had a lot of upgrades that the other one didn't. It was more move-in ready. I ended up paying less money and I got a rooftop deck, which is what I wanted and which is what I had been scripting. And the script that I was writing in that time, there I had a rooftop deck and it was all about, you know, the script had a lot to do with the rooftop deck. And so of course I couldn't get that other apartment. Of course he missed the phone call by 30 seconds because that wasn't my place. My place was the one with the rooftop deck. It was the one that was better, like cosmetically and easier to move into because that's my life. And so I really want you to take, and I I stopped a long time ago doing the things to try and make those happen. Like I just have this belief that I'm going to get what I want. And when I don't get what I think I want, I know there's a reason now. I know something better is coming and not in a cliche way, in a very, I know in my heart of hearts that I'm lined up with something better. Not just something better is going to come along, but like, oh, I wasn't aligned with this. I'm just not seeing that it's not, 
I'm just going to use the term good enough for me right now. It's not good enough for my alignment. There's something that is more aligned and is better for me. And so I've come to really believe that. And so I don't do a lot of like, like if I want an offer to go through on a place, I don't visualize myself having it because I just trust the process. So I don't try and use my LOA techniques to get what I want. I trust the long-term vision. And this is something that I have to work with my clients on sometimes. You know, I had a client who a cool job opportunity came. Now we've been scripting her future self as a business owner and entrepreneur and doing all these, these great things. And this job opportunity came, which was really cool and felt in alignment. And she decided she wanted it. And she did all the things. She visualized it. She, you know, it, it would require a move, looked at moving, all of these things. And she didn't get the job. And she came back. She's like, I did all the things. I said, yeah, but we can't undo everything we've already put out for our future self. We can't undo everything we've created to, to get this thing we think we want. Like manifesting is this greater, bigger journey and this thing, especially when you work with me or when you're, when you're following me, you're, you know, Jenny and I talk, if you listen to Manifest It Now about the long game versus the short game, when you're in it for the long game and you've made that decision, you don't really get to go back and do the short game <laughs> because you're working against yourself. When you've set your future self in motion and you've set this greater, grander plan in motion, and what you want and who you want to be and how you want to be living in five years, that's always working. Sure, things come along that we think we want, and this is the bottom line. We think will get us what we want, right, or feel easier in the moment. But if those things aren't aligned with our future self, they can't happen. And it doesn't matter how much you visualize them, right? It wouldn't have mattered how much I visualized getting that condo or when I missed that the, the most recent condo by 30 seconds, I, I could have visualized the offer falling through. I could have visualized that I could have done a lot of things and it still wouldn't work because what happened in not getting it was in alignment with what I actually wanted, what I really wanted. And we can't undo that when we put that in motion. So the next time, you know, you think you want something, you really wanted it, you put all your, you know, your manifesting mojo in it and you don't get it. Remind yourself that there is something more aligned. It's better. It's not just like better will come along. It's like better is already on its way. What you are more aligned to, what is more your future self, what is more what you want is coming to you. I hope you have enjoyed this episode today and learning about Uno and as well as a couple condos that I didn't get and, and those lessons. Make sure to come back next week and we'll talk more about manifesting and the magic. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn how to attract more money into your life, go to your favorite book retailer and order Cassie's book, Manifest, $10,000.